Is this on? Question mark? Exclamation point. Oh yeah, hello. For those people I don't know, I'm Jessica. I'm a junior biomedical engineering major here, AA Whoop. And um, this is my first time talking on a Wednesday night, so bear with me if I momentarily forget how to word. That happens from time to time, it's fun. But um, tonight I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about this, this whole journey with God in college and coming here and like this process of chasing after God and you know, also kind of running away from him at times and like this process of coming back home to our God. So um, if you'll bear with me, um, I'd like to start off by praying and then get into it. So, dear God, I ask that you be here tonight and that you use my words and what I have to say in my journey to, to speak your truth and to share your face with all these people. And I pray that you strengthen us in your name and be with us always. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, so the scripture I wanted to talk about tonight is the prodigal son story. And I kind of figured that it's one we're pretty familiar with. So I'm just gonna kind of do the TLDR version, kind of describe it a little bit and then do that. I'm just gonna look at the first half. So basically you have this guy and he's got it made. He's got a family that loves him. He's got this house and all his money and pretty much everything he needs to be set. But he's looking around and he's seeing all of these people around him chasing after all of these different things. And he looks at them and sees them chasing money and sees them chasing fame and sees them having this really great time. So he decides to, that that looks really fun. So he cashes in on what he's got at home, completely abandons that and goes off and chases all of that. And it's great for a little while. He has a whole bunch of fun up until the point where his money runs out and he's left sad and broke and friendless and alone and he comes to this part where he doesn't have anything left anymore and he's eating pig's food and he looks back home and sees that maybe this deal that he had that he abandoned wasn't such a bad thing after all and maybe it had more meaning than he gave it so he looks back home and he's like hey maybe if i go back as a servant i can i can you know get provided for again so he goes back and obviously we kind of know that the the dad comes up and welcomes him with open arms and brings him back into the kingdom that's how the story goes. Um, so the metaphor is pretty abundantly clear. Um, as Christians, we kind of relate with the son who's got this faith that's supposed to be home base, right? And we look at this and we're supposed to have this close relationship with God that we grow off of and that we feed and that we're safe in and that's home. But if we look at it so often, we, we don't treat religion quite like this home base. We treat it more like a list that we have to knock out, like a to-do list. And we, we come out with this routine, the Christian routine. You know, go to church in the morning, go to church on Sundays, maybe go to youth group once or twice, go to Wednesday night worship, read a Bible verse or two if you're feeling especially Christian, and just kind of wash, rinse, repeat, right? And, you know, that, that works really great, and I feel like it's reinforced, especially in college, because we're coming out of high school where people are forcing us to do this routine. You know, we go to church because our parents drag us. We go to youth group because our fam friends are there. We have all these Christian influences pushing us down this path to, to follow this routine. And once you get to college, you don't really have the people pushing the routine anymore. And you kind of have to take control of your own faith and realize where you stand. And a lot of times I feel like um, people come in and they've got this routine and then they see all of these new things and people going different directions. And you see people pursuing you know, fame and pursuing success and pursuing, pursuing um, approval from other people. So you know, it's easy to, to look at your faith and Kind of where it's kind of dead and just like this routine and the shell of what it's supposed to be and then see everything else and you know everything else starts to look really appealing so i feel like it's it's really easy to kind of you know take a step away from faith towards other things and then maybe take another step towards something else because you're seeing all these people do fun things that look like they're great to pursue so you keep stepping and pretty soon you're running and you've left your faith in the dust and i know that when i came to college that happened to me and i started noticing that happen um 
freshman year I came in and I didn't have a really strong faith background. I um, had gone through the routine of Christianity a lot. I'd gone to church every Sunday, kind of grown up doing that, but I came to college and you know, really started pursuing, um, I don't know, just kind of success in other people's eyes. I wanted to be someone that people liked. So instead of making God my center, I made people's image of me what I wanted to pursue and what I wanted to be my most important thing. So. I came in and I had this image in my head of me being the best and anything short of that image wasn't enough. So I started pursuing that and I wound up in a lot of problems pretty fast. Um, I don't know, I wasn't, I met a lot of people and I could never really be close friends with them because I would push them away because I'd get jealous and selfish and self-conscious and hurt. So, you know, I started to get, started to feel like really sad and empty and alone because I didn't have God as a base anymore. I'd abandoned that way past. Way past. So um, I wound up in not a great spot. And I feel like that's what happens. You know, you start on this road and it looks really great to start with. It looks like, you know, you're seeing, you're seeing other people that look like they're living their life to their best potential because they're chasing after all of these things. That you, and you know, you look at it and you think, well, wow, that's, that's working for them really well. Maybe I try that. But once you start going down that road, you realize that you know, all of these bad things are coming out of it. You know, the stress and anxiety and this inability to handle problems as they come up. And you know, you, little things start to mean a lot more and you're incapable of, of managing, I don't know, you, it's kind of like you're standing on shaky ground, right? So you're unable to catch the punches as they come because you're trying to, to fix the world's problems by defining yourself with the world. You know, you're putting your, your, all of your worth and all of everything that you're pursuing on something that's in this world instead of in something that's bigger than it. So you, you don't really, you lose the higher definition. And I noticed that in my own life. Um, the more I chased after people's approval, the more empty and broken I got. Um, I started to get really stressed and have panic attacks quite, quite frequently. And um, I don't know, a lot of little things started to pile up. I got really stressed with schoolwork and then started taking more hours and started having more stuff come up. And it, it just felt like I wasn't able to handle any of it and, you know, started putting myself into worse and worse situations, trying to, to get the self-approval that I was going after for, and it just kept not panning out until I felt like I really didn't have anything left. Um, and I feel like that's a point you have to come to when you abandon God. You know, come to this point where you've been chasing after something and you're so far from, from this faith that we're designed to have inside of us that you hit a point where you just can't go anymore and where the world just kind of slams you down and you're left staring at rock bottom. And um, you, you kind of get to the point um, that um, King Saul got when he was in Ecclesiastes 1 saying that everything is meaningless, utterly meaningless. You know, nothing in the world has any value. This things, these things that you've been chasing after that seem so appealing once, a, once upon a time ago, they've lost all of their charm. And it's a part that I feel like all of us come to at one point or another. You know, you, you leave this faith and you leave home and you go to this place thinking it's going to be great and you just get dropped. But it's something that, there's something about getting dropped that has this way of, of bringing you back to God. You know, I remember sometime, sophomore year, I guess the beginning of second semester, I had this realization where I had nothing left. Um, I was stressed. I didn't have faith anymore. I didn't like who I was at all. And I, I felt like there wasn't any way to turn. And then there was this little whisper in the background and trying to pull me back towards God a little bit. And um, 
I don't know, it just started as a little whisper, just a, a reminder. And, and God was using this, the rock bottom to kind of pull me back because you have to hit that point before you can come back to religion, right? Because you have to have seen, you go off and you leave God thinking that there's going to be better things and you have to come to a point where you realize there isn't. God is the sinner. He is everything. There's nothing that can be bigger or better than the God who made everything. So you have to come to a point where you find God for yourself and realize there's nothing better, there's nothing out there that could beat him. And at that point, you want a relationship with God, and God can work with that. You have to get a willing heart, and God would prefer that you didn't have to go through the whole painful process of realizing that, but sometimes you have to. And it's not fun, and it's hard, and it's broken, but it's something that is ultimately causes a lot of growth. I remember when I hit the rock bottom um, and kind of felt God calling, I started by reading the Bible every day, just trying to make a connection. And it felt a lot like the routine that I talked about earlier, just kind of like the Christian cycle. But instead of, to make it a little more personal, I started, um, I don't know, I started trying to journal about it and go through all the stuff that was bothering me and ask myself why I felt so empty about it. And, you know, read more into what the Bible was actually saying. And I forced myself to do that every day, even when I was tired, even when I didn't want to. And I didn't feel like it was making much of a difference until I got back to College Station and started to notice a lot of changes in the way I was responding to things because it wasn't just me responding to those things. Since I was pursuing God and had God at my center, I was able to look at things a lot differently, right? You know. All of the little challenges I faced in school, any stress that I had was always kind of seen as something that was a little smaller than, than it used to be seen as. I was able to put things in context more easily and respond to stuff with God's strength and, and God's grace because goodness knows I didn't have any of it on my own. Um, and it was this really healing thing. And you know, the more that I chased and the more that I forced myself to chase, the more and more I wanted to until instead of running away from God, I was running towards him. And it was just this feeling of coming home, this absolution and this deep, deep love and welcome that you feel when you're running with God instead of forcing yourself to be chained to him. And that's kind of what I want to get to. I know at this point in the semester, we're kind of all well into the swing of things, but it's still really easy to look around and see other people pursuing you know, these things that aren't God. You know, We see people who want to be the best academically and will do anything in the world to get it. And, Sometimes that it, it seems like it's a good thing to be that person, but it never is. And sometimes you see people that are pursuing um, approval in other people's eyes, and it seems like you know they've got it made because they're trying to be the best, but they never do. Stay, stay strong to your roots and stop at some point and examine your motives because, I don't know, if you, it's easy to get into a habit, and the, the farther you get down the road, the, the easier it is to run down that road. So I'd encourage you all to stop to take a minute to breathe and to look at where you are and just ask yourself if you really are chasing after God or if maybe you're taking those steps away from him and to stop and turn around if you're, if you're going in the wrong direction. And my prayer for you all tonight is that we can go through the semester chasing God like we're supposed to be and encouraging others to chase God like we're supposed to do as Christians and just encourage each other. And if you ever need anyone to talk to, this is a great place to have someone to, to put, help you along with your Christianity and to push you in the right direction. So talk to people, be open, be honest with yourself, be honest with others. And let's all grow in Christ together. Thank you. And if you'll bow your, head with me, bow your heads with me one more time. Okay. God, thank you so much for everything that you've done. Call us back home to you. Bring us into your kingdom. 
thank you so much for all of your love and for all of your kindness and your compassion and um, bring us closer to you every day. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen.